Hello, friends. This is the Hoop and Holler podcast, part of the Square One Media family of podcasts that includes Triple Coverage, our football podcast, and um, On the Clock, our NFL Draft podcast. Uh, you can catch all of them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I said podcast like 10 times already. Podcast, podcast, um, podcast, podcast. You can also find video content on our YouTube channel, written work on our Medium page. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at SQR1Media, that's all spelled out. And make sure to follow Julio's Instagram as well, at Julio underscore Martinez, that's with two O's and two Z's. Um, before we get started, would like to give a big thank you to David Ramirez and the Daily Trojan for doing a profile on us. Um, we didn't expect to be interviewed or anything, but, you know, we're always thankful for the recognition. Of course. Um, also, we have a, a requirement from him. If the Lakers do win the championship and Contavious Caldwell Pope wins finals MVP, we have to discuss that. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's the one request we got from you. We'll bring him on the podcast if that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, man, if that happens, you can come on and talk about it, Bear. Yeah. But again, yeah, big thank you to David Ramirez and the Daily Trojan again. Um, I'm your host, Eddie Sun, joined by Reagan Griffin Jr. and Julio Martinez. As always, on this episode, we're going to talk about one thing. And I know there were um, other things happening around the league. There were games played that no one seemed to even care about. We know that Steve Mills got fired, and um, LeBron and Giannis picked all star teams, and you know, but Boring. no one really cared about them. Le GM back at it again. <laughs> Le GM. Le recruiter. <laughs> Le GOAT. I'm telling y'all, bro. Chill. It's going to be the GM. <laughs> but if I'm being real, I did not even hear about any of the games this week. I mean, yeah. It's like no one even cared. Like everyone is talking about trades and the, the trade the, deadline. The only game that was discussed. And that's connected to a trade was the Rockets like like, like yesterday, yeah. yeah. And that was after the trade deadline, yeah, right? Course. Caught up in drama, man. Yeah. That's what this is about. So anyway, so obviously we're talking about all the trades that went down, and let's start with the big ones. And um, the biggest one I think was the Warriors trading D'Angelo Russell to Minnesota, uh, along with two other players for Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first round pick and a 2022 second. Why don't we let you go ahead and speak your piece on this, Eddie? Mr. Warriors beat writer. <laughs> so, um, let's just say I'm 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 pretty mad at it. I, I don't understand. I really don't. And I'm hearing a lot from uh, the Warriors writers that they cut bait on him because they stopped believing in him. Like they didn't think the fit would work. Mm-hmm. Playing Steph and D'Lo two point guards and playing Clay at the three was not going to work. Defensively, he was a liability. Like, he might have not mixed in with the culture. He didn't try hard enough. Maybe there was some sort of, like, toxicity or tension there. Mm. I mean, if you try to decipher through all of that, maybe, like, half of it is true, but half of it might be exaggeration. And right. I think that's what that's what, um, that's what what getting to me a little bit. It seems like there's too much reporters, like, from the Warriors camp that are almost, like, speakerphones of the Warriors front office and why they're justifying this trade. And I think the biggest thing that's bothering me is the idea that D'Lo cannot play off ball. Because if you look at the numbers, and you know, I'll go back to the numbers, but he's been legit one of the better off-ball shooters. Mm. Like, he's shooting much better in catch-and-shoot. Um, if you look at the 90-something threes he made this year, I think 20 of them are off handoffs. Like, another 20 are off, like, screens. A bunch of them off relocations. They're not all, you know, off the pick-and-roll, um, spot-up, uh, dribble into a three. It's like... I think we think of D'Lo as this really one-dimensional player that pounds the ball into the ground, but his usage has decreased from last year in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. You know, he's kind of fit in more with the flow of the offense. His defense is still atrocious. Like, don't get me wrong, and I don't know if it can be better, but I really thought that if you have D'Lo along with healthy Steph and healthy Clay next year, 
you have the makings for maybe the most lethal trio on offense in the league. Hmm. And to just cut bait on him and essentially get a negative value contract and maybe the worst contract in the league in Andrew Wiggins and only get one first round pick out of it, it it's a little confounding to me. I don't yeah. get it. it. It was a bit of a head scratcher. Um, and what it looks like is, you know, especially with Kerr coming out and making comments saying, you know, the Timberwolves wanted him to be a star. We're not going to ask him to be a star. We're going to ask him to play a role on a team that already has star players. He's going to be Harrison Barnes. They're trying to make him into Harrison Barnes. And we talked mm -hmm. about this, Eddie. You feel like if they try to run back the original Warriors team that won the championship, that it's not going to work. But that's what it's it seems like it's headed to. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what yeah it seems like it's headed I, and along with that, it, it kind of feels like they are headed in that direction. Um, I do agree with uh, your comparison. Um, but that shock value that that the Splash Brothers, that that... I don't know that aura that they bring. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, is still there. They're the two best shooters I've ever seen. But that again, that shock value just isn't there when when they're playing against teams. You know, the other teams have caught up. Yeah, they don't have players that can shoot as good as them. But they, I just feel like the league has caught up. Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. not they're not gonna like shock anybody. The reason why the Warriors yeah. were so good in those first 2 years under Steve Kerr was cuz they no led one's the ever league seen in threes. That. And no one's ever seen that. Now before. obviously they don't have the personnel but they're dead last in threes. So, and you know, it Steve, uh the league has caught up. Now it's time for Steve Kerr and the Warriors team to catch up again. Yeah. And it seems like they're and going I, the wrong And I've direction. been and I've been seeing um you know, posts like they can roll out Steph at the 1, Clay at the 2, Wiggins at the 3, Draymond at the 4. Uh, Looney at the five, that looks fine. That that looks good. I mean, sure. let, let's not get it twisted. They're but, gonna be a very good team. But yeah, but then like their bench, I mean yeah. that. I mean your your whole salary is wrapped up in, in, in your starting Wiggins. five. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I I don't know. Their team is gonna be questionable. The thing with me. Uh, the Warriors' cap situation is that they have seventeen, 17 million right. from the Iguodala trade that they can acquire with basically without having to match salaries. So they have that, and then. You know, part of this trade was ducking under the luxury tax, which um, it came out that Bob Myers was like, we're not trying to pay, you know, that much money Makes sense. going forward. Because, you know, even though Joe Lacob is a billionaire, he's still, you know, the thing still is, he was, he, he was willing to pay that luxury tax when it was, you know, at the, you know, chance of winning a championship. No one's going to pay a luxury tax when to, to put out a, you know, mediocre playoff team. Yeah. Um, but they also duck under the tax and therefore get, I think, three to four extra million to work with in the mid-level to acquire But see, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the other side, like, with you, just saying I'd be mad at, as a Warriors fan. I, I would really feel indifferent about this whole situation. I'd be mad. I feel like you didn't get it nearly enough that you should. But you recouped. You, you well, recouped your first round draft pick that you lost. Yeah, with I mean, it, can, it could potentially be good, sure, because I don't you know how good Minnesota that. is going to be. I feel like team. you should have got way more for D'Lo, way more. He, he's worth a lot more. At least here's team. what I thought: if the Warriors did not like D'Lo's fit, I think that's fine. If you thought defensively, Stephen D'Lo was just too much to overcome, like fine. And I, Andrew I, Wiggins I get is it. a good defender, Maybe. as much as I don't like him. Uh, he's one of the worst defenders, but he, he's better than D'Lo. He's a he's better than D'Lo, but that's not saying much. That's true. Like Andrew Wiggins is a bad defender because he doesn't try. Yeah. The idea is that thinking. if you get him to try, he has all the yeah. physical tools yeah. to. Um, the only thing that concerns me is he's always been a player that's um, instinctually not very good. Like just his awareness yeah. is not great. And again, a lot of that is like, is he just not trying hard, or is he like actually a low IQ player? Mm -hmm. Again, like all of this is you know, all of this is still yet to be seen. And 
I mean, what the Warriors are doing is they're basically just heat checking. They're saying, well, you know, Steph Katie days are over. Let's try to take whatever we can, you know, kind of like an unpolished product, fit them into our system and see if it works. And, you know, D'Lo was kind of like a polarizing player at the time, although I thought it was smart to get anything you could get back for Katie yeah. at that point. Now, this move is interesting because the Warriors are taking on the worst contract in the league in Wiggins and saying, hey, maybe I can mold him into something that's going to be really good because he has the talent there. He has all the tools. I wouldn't say worst contract. Come on, man. I wouldn't say worst contract. Let's let's be real here. It was a bad trade. It's a bad trade. I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say it's interesting. It was a bad trade. You got Andrew Wiggins in a 2021 first round pick from the Timberwolves. and the you Timberwolves had, in 2021, in my opinion, are going to be a playoff team. So that first round pick's not even yeah. worth all that. I'm not much. sure about playoff team, but even yeah. then, if I mean, D'Lo so, and Cat, man, come on now. <laughs> D'Lo no. and Cat are going to work Cat, very no. well. No. We'll, we'll talk about how that works from their end soon. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's a bad trade. You did not get what you you should have gotten for D'Angelo Russell. But then, in fact, you got uh, what's a, but in it, my opinion, not a very good player. Yeah, but Andrew here's Wiggins. the thing: if you traded D'Lo later. He can't shine next season because it's going to be Stephen Clay. I mean, this is the most he could shine. Maybe this is the most you could get back. From I him. really thought it would have worked offensively, no but again, the if the Warriors, if the Warriors do not like D'Lo, like it's fine to cut bait with him, but you can get more, especially if you're taking on Andrew Wiggins back. The, they could have gotten, you know, the Brooklyn pick Minnesota just got that we'll get to, you know, in this year's draft. They probably could have gotten another first in my eyes, like. You know, taking on that Wiggins contract and giving up the talent that is D'Lo is yeah, worth no, no, more no, than they, just they, one first. they they definitely should have played off like their hunger for D'Lo to keep D- right cat uh, happy. And this is surprising to me because Minnesota seemed like the stockish team that oh, was you know yeah. just like creepily lusting after D'Lo for you know and months that, and months, and it seemed like the Warriors got short sighted in the negotiations. That's and the it only makes way no sense I can me. justify this trade. Um, is that. The Warriors, and I'm going to put it on my tinfoil hat a little bit here, but I believe that the Warriors told D'Angelo Russell that at one point or another he would become a Timberwolf. And that's why they, they took back less than they should have gotten for him because that was a promise that was made in negotiations. We help you out because we give you more money. You still get to go where you want to go. We get assets in return. It's a win-win-win for everyone. That's the only way this makes sense in my mind. Either that or, or who's the GM, Bob Myers? Yeah. He's an idiot. Either one of those two. Because there's no reason why you take one of the premier young guards in the NBA and you flip him into a mid to late first round pick in Andrew Wiggins. I'm still not sure about mid to late. I just don't think. I mean, this is where I part ways with Eddie. I just don't think the difference between, and I love D'Lo way more. I, I really don't like Andrew Wiggins as a player. And well, I, most people he's don't. Bad. And, I, and I really like he's D'Angelo bad. Russell. For all his flaws that he carries with him, mm-hmm. him. I just don't think the the difference with the Warriors with D'Lo than the Warriors with Andrew Wiggins is all that like different. Yeah, the the potential might mm-hmm. be there for offensive just you know greatness, mm-hmm. but well, there's no that that way. that's not that's not a hundred percent. I mean, I get what you're saying. So positionality I just, wise, sure, but it's just you know I feel like the Warriors could have gotten more. Let's you know, like this way. assets if, are assets. If you get you if you get D'Lo, how much better does D'Lo make your offense, or having the threat of D'Lo make your offense for the Warriors? Yeah, I think they could have been the best offense in the league. How much better does Andrew Wiggins make your offense? He probably makes it worse. Mm, well, hopefully, makes it marginally better. How much right. better does either one of them make you on defense? Not very good. Yeah. So well, well, D'Lo the, was clearly the better player. I here. mean, in theory, Andrew Wiggins, you know, 
if in manifested. In theory, Andrew Wiggins would have been. I mean, you know, Andrew Wiggins a great is the ultimate now. in theory player. But, yeah, he's but been again, in this theory is, since but he again, got drafted. This is the Warriors heat checking and saying, well, he was in a bad culture in Minnesota where he was asked to do things that he probably wasn't good at from day one. Now we're going to plug him in a role where he, be, he has shined be, before fit, in Minnesota. He'll fit better in a role than he will I, and I, as I, a star player. I can see it quote, happening and I really quotes. hope it happens. Let's be real. Come on, y'all. Are we he, really he'll doing fit this? better as a role player really than as a this? star. Andrew I mean, Wiggins no, I, in the Warriors is not going to work. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to say it since it doesn't seem like anyone else. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. We've seen Andrew Wiggins time and again disappoint since the moment he stepped on the NBA basketball court. What makes us think now all of a sudden he goes to the Warriors and he becomes the player that everyone wanted? Well, no, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a whole different good role player or even a game I mean, it's player. a whole different situation under a whole different leadership, you know, with stability, a whole different come culture. On. I'm not here to say Andrew Wiggins is a good player. I'm not going to I'm not even going to come close to say Andrew Wiggins is going to justify that max contract. But know. you know, again, th- there's a reason why the Warriors it are doing this, and I'm a not bad sh- trade. It was a bad trade. I don't know. I mean, it's we have to trade. wait and see. Yeah, it's a good take. Uh, let's see. Oh, Dude. so re- yeah, related to the whole you know Minnesota D'Lo trade, uh, Minnesota also sent out Robert Covington, um, in a big 14-12 player Very. deal. That was ridiculous. And um, I'm not gonna go through all the players being sent, but basically. The, the the skeleton of the deal is Minnesota sent out Robert Covington to Houston. Houston sent out Clint Capella to Atlanta. Um, the Wolves get the Brooklyn first-round pick from Atlanta that they acquired from Brooklyn. And then Denver, which was got looped into the deal, got a first-round pick from Houston. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So um, I guess so. between the four teams here, Houston, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Denver, I just want to hear your thoughts on like which team got the best I think game. ultimately it was probably the Hawks. Um, Clint Capella is on a pretty large deal for somebody of his skill set, but in the same breath, you know, like I know, Trey Young's going to be able to utilize him in you know pretty oh, yeah. great ways. Uh, that pick and roll is going to be pretty good. Uh, I was concerned about the fit between Collins and Capella, but you know, I did a little bit more delving into it, and Collins isn't a bad three point shooter. Oh, yeah, so he, he can space the so floor. So if, if he stretches and you give Trey and Clint the space to operate, I think they'll they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, they're really committing to that small ball thing. I think that they're yeah, really that's obviously that the biggest storyline um, here. And I don't think it's gonna work. That, it's I, not gonna that, work. And that's what I wanted to attack. Um, yeah, they beat the Lakers last night. Sure, they hit nineteen threes. I, I think, think it so, was. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Robert Covington played well, Westbrook played well. Um, obviously Capella didn't allow, uh, enough spacing on the floor with Capella and Westbrook when they were both on the floor. Cause I mean, that's just lack of shooting right there. Yep. So it gives more space to Russ to drive and kick, which is what they want. But despite their win against the Lakers yesterday, it's, it's just not sustainable not at work. Oh, what you did all. was you you they increased their ceiling, but they also lowered their floor. So you know it's going to be extremely up and down for mm-hmm. the rest of the season. In my eyes, I don't I don't care. LeBron shot. I think it was nine. He went one for nine yesterday on threes. Well, the Lakers are nine of thirty one from three. He, he's I'm not sorry. gonna. Side note: I'm out on the Lakers being a championship. He's game. not. He's not. Well, we'll get to. I'm that. out. On we'll that, get to man. that. We'll get to that. We'll get to Shoot. that. But he's not. He's not gonna do that in a playoff series. LeBron's not gonna do that in a playoff series. He's Are just sure? he's gonna against against the Rockets. Against the Rockets. He's gonna attack. 
I mean, that's all you literally have to do. The, the game slows down in the playoffs, and it's just a different story. All you got to do is feed AD, and they'd beat, the, I guarantee you, they'd beat the Rockets in five games. I sure hope five. so. I sure hope so, because, like, like uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah, to we'll, that we'll, No, we'll get to them, um, but, yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. The James Harden did the tip-off. That was... Yeah, that was... <laughs> I mean, again, the internet, the internet uh, could not, you know, Twitter was... Was nonstop with you know PJ Tucker is gonna get killed jokes and you know James Harden you know tip off jokes, but you know for 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 all that we talk about Houston sending a six five guy or a six six guy guarding a center, we have to remember that the inverse is also true. No, where yeah, where you're sending a seven foot guy who's definitely not as mobile as you know the five guys Houston's throwing out there, and you have to stretch him out. But the good thing about the fact that you have to have Javale on. A PJ Tucker or AD on a Robert Covington is that there's no movement in their offense. Well, he's, it's very very stagnant. You're talking when you about have Houston, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you yeah. have James well, Harden handling the ball uh, at the top the whole time and Russ oh, yeah. having mean, the ball the whole time, Houston, they don't Houston, have to move that much. Houston doesn't move the ball more than it needs. That's to. that's why. So PJ Tucker stay in the corner, yeah. Javale stay moderately right. close to him. But I'm saying. You open up a rabbit hole where Russell Westbrook got to the rim at will. No, that's true. Because the paint that's is true. open, right? That's and this true. is right. Just a couple weeks ago or last week, I was like, "Well, Russell Westbrook has been terrible this year." Well, this this is like new life for Russell Westbrook. It used to be where you don't have spacing in the paint or you don't have an open paint because Clint Capella is there. Now Russell Westbrook is basically like, you know, it's like it's wide open for him. It's almost like he's playing center for them. On we'll offense. see. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, they, you point, can win a game. You it, can we, win we a can't game. Can't call. It wasn't fair to call Russell Westbrook terrible if, if it was the system within which he was playing that like forced him into that. If that makes sense. You know, if you're saying that it was Clint Capella that was blocking up the space, how are you going to go turn around and say Russell Westbrook's been terrible? Well, I mean. He was bad. There's no way around it. Like, what? What am I gonna say? Clint Come Capella, on, Eddie. Clint Capella. Clint Capella was a bad player. So you're saying for so, playing so, his so role. So you're saying. So what you're saying is the roles are what you know determine the output, mm -hmm. which would not have been Russell Westbrook's fault, in your eyes at least. I'm not sure how you're gonna say he was bad when Clint Capella was taking up seven feet of space right there, and that's the offense that they were running. Well, it's that. I mean, they clearly didn't utilize I Westbrook. Well I, Westbrook. I think okay, so if it's not I, Westbrook's I, fault. I think. This trade for them positions them better against te against the Clippers. Mm. That I, so. I do believe. I think I think because it positions them better against both LA teams be, because, yeah, that's where we divert uh, <laughs> different ways yeah. with the Lakers. But with the Clippers, to that point, um, you know they don't have extreme size. They have Zubats, but he's not like premier a premier like option on offense their biggest guy that they're going to roll out there that's plays a significant role is Montrez. yeah actually to, so to me like i i thought it worked to the advantage because the clippers almost have to play one slow-footed guy on the floor at all times like i mean i guess jermichael green can help a little bit but it's still like the I clippers mean, marcus moore is going to eat all eat up all those minutes maybe but but the thing is if you play Montrez or zubach it's hard for them to stretch out all the way to the yeah line. Like, so we yeah with that into the marcus morris trade um I was actually just going to go back to the Atlanta Capella thing. I agree with you. I want to see Trey and Capella. That just sounds like such a perfect match. And, you know, Atlanta was linked with guys like Andre Drummond, which we'll also get to, but he was way too expensive. Basically, Atlanta wanted a center that would work in the pick and roll with Trey and, you know, someone that can protect the rim. And they found a guy in Clint Capella who has that, is locked up long term on a um, pretty reasonable contract especially in Atlanta's eyes especially when you're coming from a area of need as much as I love Trey Young 
and I couldn't understand why people say he was going to be a bust coming out of college. Atlanta will never be anything. <laughs> like, like I love Trey Young, and they have no other pieces in my mind. Give us mind. some time, man. I, I don't know. I, Collins, I think, what he can jump Col- high no, and shoot some threes. Tripping. Collins can do What else does that. he do? He can shoot. He, he, That's what I just said. I mean, say, he, he can I mean, jump high and shoot I'm some saying, threes in, in the corner. Shoot. I mean, like he can he can spread the floor. He's athletic. You know, he has some that's offensive what I, that's moves. What I said. I'm saying like, but I'm saying like, okay, but that's but valuable. There's but, value in yeah, that. Yeah, if you're six ten, you can stretch the floor, jump high, and have some offensive moves. Why? You're like, why aren't you're like they in the playoffs? To, why aren't they in the playoffs? They got a top pick in DeAndre Hunter. Oh, DeAndre Hunter he's, ain't he's been bad. He's, yeah, he ain't been it. All right, but why were people like hyping people up? Well, I mean, there was hype. The only person you got to hype up that you can validly hype up. Is Trey Young? I'm saying get well. Kevin Trey Young's is pretty good. Uh, no, he he's he's yeah. he's a he's Again, a John he's Collins a been out for most he's of the season due to suspension. I, I, they I have absolutely <laughs> no defense. I do think Cam Reddish is going to come around eventually. Too. Oh my god, it's, it's going to take a little minute, but he's going to come around eventually. If he can't play at Duke, he can't play in the NBA. Yeah. And look, I'm mean, also going back to the Houston small ball point. I know we disagree on you know how we value you know certain numbers out here or how we uh, value team building out here oh no. but i mean i'm just oh going to say no. that Let's the have this discussion the lakers and the rockets shot the same percent from the field yesterday Right, like that's let fine. that register. Right, the only reason that's why fine. we didn't have okay, the, that's can, not can the I, attitude. I, I, I'll see I'll see your uh, point and I'll raise you a point. Can they do that night in and night out? Versus can the lakers repeat what they did? You don't think when you're shooting out. all those threes that you're not going to have a dud of a game? No, like but, they did against the Warriors. But, but but here, but here's the thing, right? Is like take the shooters that Houston has, throw them out there, versus take the Lakers and what they have in terms of perimeter shooting out there. So to I'm answer saying my take question, what's more sustainable, what the Lakers are doing or what Houston? Lakers. Doing? I think what the Lakers are doing is more sustainable. There's your answer. But at the same time, when you talk about Houston needed to find a way to raise their ceiling, maybe at the no. cost of lowering of their floor, they had to do that. No, no, to give themselves that, a chance. That I do agree with. What's that, that I. One hundred percent agree with because they're Eddie's talking about. Okay, with Clint Capella, Westbrook, and Harden, do we think, like in our minds, truthfully, one hundred percent, do you think we have a chance to win a title? If that answer is no, then change is there. There's a reason for like, change. At this point, even, for the Rockets, e- they need to. Even even if at a chance to worsen your team, I think. You have reason. I mean, like a I valid said, they, they raised their ceiling, but they also lowered mm-hmm. their floor. And I, and I think there's on the- a good reason for doing that because, I mean, as currently constructed, when they had Clint Capella, I don't think they they can. And now, and now in a given playoff series, right? Like now, you just start playing the numbers game because in a given series, you can throw up a dud like Trevor Ariza can miss all his threes, or you can go all Fred Van Vliet and make seventy five percent of your threes. Well, I'm basically not into playing the numbers game. I'm into playing basketball. Well, well. To your point against with the field goal percentage thing, and that ju- that just goes back to attitude. When you have a playoff attitude, LeBron knows he's going to drive the whole game and he's going to get calls. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll and, hear you. And that, that shooting percentage is going to be better. I'm just saying, like, against certain teams that struggle to space the floor and create shots from three, you can shoot the same, but just the three-point differential will kill you, and that's what the Rockets Assuming are betting that on. Assuming they make and, it. And, no, they're and, betting and, on them and making people it. Are, people are talking about... Uh, um, you know, you're well, you can have a two, we'll trade it for a three. Yeah, but when you're talking about second chance opportunities, and that's what JaVale is known for, like tipping it the that's ball fair. back. But then also like right, rebound, yesterday the, the, the rebound the rebounds was the same. Was the same. Well, it's the same. Right. But that's not gonna happen in the playoffs. 
I guarantee you. We would like to think so, right? When the game slows down, you... Or do we know so? Do we know that players give more effort come playoff time? Well, because they... I I think they had, like, 30 points in transition, the Rockets. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen in the playoffs. That's not going to happen in the playoffs. Of course, like, I think yesterday's game was a lot of what we could potentially see but stretch out to the extremes, right? Nothing ever resides in the extremes forever. Exactly. I'm seeing what the Rockets are doing and basically saying Capella was good, but we weren't going to maximize him. So let's yeah. just play a five-out offense and try to outscore people from outside the line because it's the easiest way to outscore people so in that today's was NBA. The, that was the best of the Rockets yesterday, I think, that we saw, or the best that they could. I, I mean, and they I barely beat the Lakers. Because, because I, I mean, James Harden only scored, what, four, 15? Okay, but you got like the same sort of production from Russell Yeah, Westbrook. yeah. So when you give so, those points back to exactly. Harden, you're going to take it away from West. I mean, is it zero-sum like that? Or yes, do you think James Harden... I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and claim that they're going to put up 130 points. I mean, are we sure James Harden couldn't have shot better? I'm just saying, like, this is it's not like they were capped out. I think I think it's even funny to me that James Harden, their star player and the and the guy that the entire team revolves around, had a pretty nonchalant and game. Everyone and everyone else around so well. him did extremely well. Yeah. So if you James Harden bet. does a better game, is you can't, everyone around him going to do that you, well? Can you can't we really bet on, on those that? players. Yeah. Can we Maybe. bet on Robert Covington shooting that well, playing Damn that man. well night in night out? Not a night, not night and night Westbrook out. doing that night in and night out. So let's let's be realistic about what the ceiling for this team and the expectation night in and night out will be for this team. I mean, my point is, I think they gave themselves a better chance to compete, and that's, and that's um, and that and that I, I just think you it's know, a crapshoot now. You're saying, okay, are we going to shoot or are we going to not? Let's find out. It's a make or miss league. I, I think I think I think it. they gave themselves a chance, a, a good chance, to try to be like a, the staple number three team in the West. Because to me, that's that that's Utah. That was Utah before their trade, and that's probably still Utah it's, before their trade. Maybe it's going to crash and burn. It's going to crash and burn. Yeah, I don't believe it's, it's going to crash. And burn. I mean, like that, that, it cannot work. It's going it to crash and burn. Work. And when it does, I'll be looking at the <laughs> analytics people like, "What's up? Like, what's good? What, what happens to trading threes for twos? Twos for I mean, It's going to crash and burn. I mean, again, that's not how analytics works. You know, analytics. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm you saying. Just, uh, you're just saying. Okay, no, I'm statistically saying. speaking, maybe we're gonna make the three. Maybe we're not. No, I'm saying, I'm saying analytics don't work in a vacuum, right? It's like if you, it's like it's again, it's a make or miss league. What Houston did was it's position a make or themselves, miss league and they're gonna start missing. Okay, so, so what Houston, say. so what Houston did was position themselves to extract the most points of what they could get out position of it. Position themselves to extract the most. But see, I, I can like, see why like, they made the trade. And then, they lowered, and they raised their ceiling, and they also lowered their floor. Their median is the same. Yeah, but they had to. Yeah, they raised their ceiling, they lowered the floor, but the median is the exact same. They're no better of a team than than they had Clint Capella. They just increased the chance that they could, you know, be a better team, but they also increased the chance that they could be a worse team. So what did we really accomplish here? And then we should also remember in the playoffs in previous years, Clint Capella got played off the floor. That's true. Like the Warriors, they played. Clint Capella is a great regular season player, but he has skill limitations. That's true. And he can get played off the floor. I don't think you can play the current lineup off the floor now. When you're ta- when you when you're talking about like finishing lineups, that literally that's still going to be their finishing one hundred percent. That's like, their that's their starting takes, lineup is their finishing take, lineup. Takes that's, this, that's their forty eight. No, no, lineup. but it, what I'm trying to say it usually take what to your point usually takes center out of the equation out of the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Yeah, and the the finishing lineup is literally five wings. Mm-hmm. And it's like personally, I just like that they're doubling down on an ideology. Yeah, cool. 
it's, it's like, not going to work, but cool. I, I respect them for it. And it's like when we talked about, right, the Warriors with small ball, I also, Phoenix with small ball. I, this is like just the next evolution of it where it's like, why even have a center? I mean, I, okay. I know. Evolution implies progress. This is not progress. <laughs> this is not progress. Come on now. I mean, look, if you come back in four or five years and teams don't even have like a 6'9", 6'8", guy on the roster. I also, we can make that wager right now. It'll, be, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, for, I forgot. What I, I mean, look, Shaq yeah. and Chuck are still on TV talking about centers still need to post up more. You know, hey, I'm just saying. There's, gotta, a, there's a there's a happy median. In you between. gotta you gotta let's be ahead of the, the tallest curve. player on the court six seven and let's bully down. Let's play bully ball. There's I also, a med- there's a I, I also feel like um, Mike D'Antoni and uh, uh, GM Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. I've I, Daryl Morey specifically. He feels the pressure from Tillman Fertitta. To yeah. That maybe I mean, not fire this offseason if they don't go past the second round, but there's going to be some holding the feet to well, the fire. And especially with D'Antoni, you know, he Yeah, I extended. think D'Antoni's on the outs, and Fertitta's a terrible owner. He always trying to not go in the tax, and they've missed out on a lot of good players because of it. And, you know, that's that's really unfortunate. That might be the reason why they won't win a championship in this window is that they keep on cutting bait on, you know, good role players. But uh, anyways, let's move on um, to the Clippers and Marcus Morris. We mentioned it. Mm, uh, so mm, Marcus mm. Morris gets traded to the Clippers and shores up more, you know, depth, you know, wing depth for them. <clears throat> um, Marcus Morris to the Clippers, they gave up a first, Mo Harkless and Jerome Robinson. It ended up being a three-team <clears throat> deal. Yeah, and, and the Clippers gave up two players and a first. Call I it. S- Call it. It's I over. said, I, okay, I said it. This, this is what, it was, what was in my mind, and follow me through this. Um, from the beginning of the season. The Clippers are deeper, and I've always said this. I'd rather have two wings than a wing and a big. That's what I was saying. And that is and that is Kawhi and PG. Even if PG may not be on the level of AD, I'd rather have two wings than, you know, a LeBron and AD. But it's LeBron and AD, and it's my Lakers, so I'm going to give them a chance. Christmas Day, opening night, we're 0-2 against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Becomes definitive, they're much better. Now, in my mind, if we don't make a change, we don't have a chance. That, that's what's going through my head all this time. Mm-hmm. And to see the other team make a change to further improve and just expand that gap, it just frustrated the hell out of me. Now, I do understand why the Lakers didn't make the trade. They were asking, in my opinion, for a package deal that I wouldn't have accepted. That's Danny Green and Kuzma. I feel like you fill a you fill a gap with Marcus Morris and you create a new one if you do mm. complete that trade. Interesting. But the fact that the Clippers got him for a guy that doesn't even get a lot of minutes in Mo Harkless. Mm. Well, that's not the part that matters in the trade. You get a 40 plus percent three-point shooter who has consistently shown to come up clutch in big moments, who is unafraid of LeBron and takes up, like, you know, that attitude of Montrez and and uh, Pat Bev, and who's just an all-around, like, good, like, bench player and a leader in the locker room, you can't ask for a player better than that to, to fit that team. And if the Lakers don't do something, you know, all, all you have is the buyout market now. To me, the first thing I said yesterday, the championship, it goes to the Clippers. And it pains me to say that because as a Lakers fan, I hate the Clippers far more than I hate the the Celtics. 
and it's just it's very irritating. It makes my blood boil. But there's no way going around that. Yesterday, when I saw the Clippers traded, you know, one of their guards, I forgot his name. Derek Walton. That guy, to the Hawks for cash. Oh, I was like, oh, hell. here it comes. Here we go. Here it comes. Jerry West is cooking something up. He's running you don't laps hear, around the league. You don't, you don't hear, you never heard, uh, uh, you know, Rob Palinka or whatever, Mitch Kupchak or Jim Buss, oh, we training players for cash. And, oh, you know something's cooking. Nah. Jerry West always has something up his sleeve. And when... You're talking about a five in in Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, Kawhi, PG, and like Lou, and you still have Montrez and you know all these other guys off the bench. It's not it's not it's not a competition. It's almost like it's unfair now. It's almost like it's unfair. The Clippers have built the perfect team. They have built and I felt like it team. was perfect without Marcus Morris, and they just made it more perfect. The only thing I can even try to poke a hole in is that the interior defense. But even then, Zubac is improving. You don't need interior defense when your perimeter defense it's, is so— It's yeah. it's they built the perfect team, and that's why I said earlier, I'm out on the Lakers winning a championship this year. It's not going to happen. And you brought up that why do the Lakers have to cough up Danny Green and Kuzma when all they had to give up was Harkless in a first-round pick? Well— that just speaks to the depth that they had. A Harkless don't doesn't get minutes on their team. Harkless on our team? Come on now. We mm. use Harkless. We're hoping Harkless gets bought out so we can get him. The team was just too deep, man. Mm-hmm. They built the perfect team. They did it the right way. Hats off to them. I'm with you. I don't like to say it, but credit where it's due. They have, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and hand them the championship trophy now because mm-hmm. a lot of I things will. can happen. And, uh, you know, Obviously, LeBron, sometimes he's able to take it to another level it, come playoff time. But uh, if my speaking with my head, it's Clippers. If, if PG it's gets Clippers. hurt, I'm still picking the Clippers. <laughs> Dang, I have wow. no, like, like that's that's how confident I feel in them. You literally have PG, Kawhi, and your third best wing is Marcus Morris. Like, and your third best score is Lou Williams. Come on. Come on. And, you're, and you still got a shooter in Landry Shamit. The ghost still got Shamit. And who's all, I don't want to say all world on defense, but that man can play some serious defense. Still got Zubach. Mm. Still got. That's easily, without question, the best team in the NBA. Everybody, if everybody's healthy, I see them over any team in no more than six games. Really? I can go. That's pretty bold. I can go as I. I even I'm tempted to go as far as five games. No, okay. but now you now okay. you wilding now you wilding. <laughs> they're, just so, they're just so they're just so go far, far and beyond. We didn't even mention Patrick Patterson and Jermichael Green, but like uh, Pat Pat doesn't get minutes. Uh, Jermichael yeah. Green might be interesting. He that's might the, be a matchup. Patrick there. Patterson doesn't get minutes because of how good they are. <laughs> that's true. It's how good they are. It's not. It's not an indictment on Patrick Patterson. They just don't need him. Mm-hmm. You're Man, taking dudes like that could get like solid twenty minutes on other teams, <laughs> mm-hmm. good teams, and you're saying, oh, "Why don't you go ahead and sit down?" It's ridiculous, man. They they've done it. That that's the blue that's the blueprint. And and of course and of course the Lakers are going to look to the that we have to look to the buyout market. What, what do we have? Darren Collison, who yeah. Matt Barnes said on the jump yesterday was texting him is fifty fifty. Yeah, they they're 50, linked to fifty to come back to come back. And we were recruiting him like some type of college Cameron some just type of college us. player, and, and we look desperate as. As hell. Cameron like, just texted us. He said, uh, or Adrian Wojnarowski said that he's setting up meetings with the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah, because they, 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 
it's not certain that they're gonna keep yeah, he Isaiah might just, Thomas. He might, he might just no. They already released Isaiah Thomas. Oh, there. Well, there you so, go. Well, why there don't they go. just why don't he just go ahead and join the Clippers too, man? Screw they're, they're, it. Screw they're it. still they're still a Screw spot. It. Might as well. Clippers Clippers exceptionalism, right? Yeah. <laughs> so man. so I mean, in my opinion, Jeannie Buzz just looks silly to me. Well, right okay, there but yesterday. but this is the conundrum you got yourself, or not you, but the Lakers got themselves into when you give up every single asset that you okay, ever you have in your cabinet. No, 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 Anthony Davis. But we had to. But we had to. We had to. Yeah. That's fair, but I, but to even be in this position right now, we right? Had to. But doesn't it speak to something when the Clippers have to give up all they have to give up to get Paul George and basically Kawhi a package deal and have everything left over that they have no, to well, acquire Marcus Morris? He, here's the difference with who's leading your team. When you have Jerry West as the face of your organization, it's different. Yeah, in, he's a in, mastermind. In trade talks, and it's not even masterminds like I'm tricking you into trading me this, and mm -hmm. you know I know every loophole in the system. No, it, it's when I talk to you, you listen, and he's not some egomaniac that's gonna piss you off, right? So like Rob Polinka, and, and even <laughs> and even with the image of the Lakers that oh everybody hates us, and that, sure that might be true. I guarantee you, if Jerry West was in this position. People don't even want to enter trade talks with us because Why did we're leave? some cocky, you know, individual. Because, you know, we we messed up the relationship Why with him. Leave, but Jerry West is the perfect, like, he's just the epitome of. And you got Doc. You know, they have leaders within that organization. They have leaders, and they, yeah. that top to bottom, it is a class A organization. And in the championship, I mean, you guys are gushing over the Clippers now. I'm, I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent on them. I think they're favorites, but. Any any given series, you just never know. Yeah, I mean, you, you never, never know, know, but like if I had to stake money on it or something more important, it's the mm -hmm. Clippers. I it's the Clippers. I want to see the Clippers play Houston in a game just to see what it looks I like. I think now now, uh, it, fo it's fo just follow me on this one. Do I think the Lakers are better than the uh, Rockets? Hell yeah! I, I again, I think they'd beat them in six, five games, mm -hmm. whatever, five games. But who would? Who do I think might have the better edge against the Clippers? I think it might be the Rockets. The Rockets. I think mm -hmm. it might be the. I just need them to get hot for four games. Any oh, any given raise series. that ceiling. Raise that ceiling. I, any I, given I need and then them. just lower it for the Lakers. That's all we need. Just get just hit that volatility right. Yeah. So I mean, the Lakers are gonna probably go after. Um, for the people who don't know, Marvin Williams might get bought out. Yep. Stretch, um, stretch big. Stretch. So this is, this is what we're doing. Marvin with Williams. Right now. Uh, I just saw J.R. Smith. Lord have mercy. Right? Oh, he just, oh, he just set up a, oh. a workout with him. Oh, uh, Darren Collinson. Oh. Uh, and you know names like that. Um, I don't know why they're even entertaining Jared Smith. There's better players out there than him. Jamal Crawford, bro. Let's just do it. I mean, I don't he, care. I better. don't care, man. At this point, I'm, I'm looking at the way the team plays, and you know, obviously, in the wake of the the tragedy with Kobe, it's got to be tough to play through that right oh, now. Oh yeah. And so I think they are going to get better, but it's just not going to be enough, man. It's not going to be enough. There's just too much firepower on we, Ross Town. We needed we needed Bogdan. We needed or Bogdan. we needed something like that. Or we needed Marcus, and then we yeah, didn't get Marcus. But, yeah, yeah, but I don't blame that on the Lakers again because they wanted. You can't give away Green and Kuz. I would have. I love. I would have considered. The, it. I'm on, not gonna the lie only to reason you. that appeals me to say yes is to keep them away from the from the Clippers. the Clippers, and then you send. Kuzma and Green to the East, so you ain't got to worry about them. Mm -hmm. That that's the only reason, because then you have uh, uh, LeBron and Marcus Morris to throw, you know, at and obviously PG and Kawhi are a better duo. Well, check me this for right here. 
has Danny Green been all that much better, if at all better? No, no, no. Than Contavious Caldwell Pope? No, no. Danny Green has been known to be bad in meaningless games. But what I love about Danny Green, he comes up huge in big games. Well, we gonna need it. No, well, <laughs> Lord against, knows we gonna need it against the Clippers opening night. Huge against the Bucks. Huge game winner against the Mavs. Huge. He comes up big in big games. Lord that, knows we gonna need I, it. I didn't want to trade him for that. Now, if you ask me, who would I rather have, Kuzma, or Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris. That's fine. Marcus, Morris. but. I, I just can't give up those two for, for yeah. Marcus Morris. So it was really Danny Green that was your hitch. Uh, yeah. Understandable. All right, let's move on to what went down in uh, Memphis. Before the before their trade deadline and, you know, when that whole trade went down. So um, ultimately, Memphis ended up dealing Iguodala away, and um, they also shipped away Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill to Miami. And they got Justice Winslow back, and they also took two kind of contracts from Miami that will be on the books next year. Uh-huh. And then Iguodala re up for two years and $30 million with Miami. Extension. So they figured all that out. And this comes in the wake of Dylan Brooks and John Morant basically publicly yes, and on social media shading Iguodala yep. and Steph for supporting him yep. and all that. Hey, hey, if you're going to come to my city... And you're gonna disrespect. Matter of fact, you ain't even come to my city. You just gonna you just gonna make Memphis us pay is you. Memphis is the type of city where everybody says it's my city because they have no like top hey, like, hey, player. Hey, hey, That's see, funny. See, hey, see, see, L. A. was always Kobe's right city, now. and we know it's Kobe's city, bro. Right? Memphis has no player now. Maybe John Morant. Ja. But Jan- on Ja. On Ja. Come on now. And I, I love the fact that the young and I know you you all have a point in that you know disrespecting one of the most respected yeah veterans you can't in the be league. disrespected but you yeah. know if I'm putting myself in their shoes I'm feeling a type of way man you got traded to us and you don't want to play but you're gonna take 18 mil or however much he's getting paid right now you going to get all that money I mean just he, sit uh, on your butt while we're out here fighting every single night is and Dil- not only that if Dylan Brooks has a Finals MVP in what two, three, three championships? Would wouldn't he be doing that? Not only that, but it's like, what was? Why didn't he want to play? Because he wanted to go to a contender. Why waste I mean, his legs? They, why they, waste his last they legs? They they behind, man, and they're already why am they're I, already a good playoff team. Why am I gonna waste my last legs on a meaningless team? It's that's, cool, and that, exactly. that's why they mad. Because you like you think we meaningless? Cool, players. they are meaningless. Okay. As much as I love keep Jamar, that, keep that. Energy. I hope they're in the I mean, AC so we ja, play them listen. in the playoffs. Ja Brooks Winslow. Clark, Jaron, <laughs> there's Lame. so much young talent Lame. on this team, and y'all are gonna regret. Lame. One of these days, Lame. them young boys gonna come like punch di- y'all in the mouth. You, you acting like who, 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 who's y'all? Uh, who, who are you addressing here? Huh? Who, who are you addressing? Everybody. Who are you addressing? Memphis versus everybody, man. Here's my Memphis thing. versus everybody. Come on, y'all. All right. We love manufacturing adversity, but my- manufacturing adversity, y'all didn't want. To, yep, man, whatever. Come I mean, look. Next. Don't get me wrong. I love. I love this Memphis young core. But Iguodala is the vice president of, you know, the Players Association Am I for a reason. supposed to kiss his butt then? You're not, but I'm saying, like, you Come can on. forge you can forge good relationships there. And I bet Andre Iguodala is willing to forge it. But Memphis acquired Andre Iguodala with the expectation that they weren't going to be a contending team. And they might make the playoffs, but they're not a contending they didn't ex- team. They acquire him with the expectation that they were just going to pay him to not even show up. That's, if I'm a player, that, I'm going to feel some type of way was. about that. That's what the stipulation was. if I'm busting my behind day in, day out to try to make my team the best that I can, and I know some dudes getting paid four times as much money as I am just to not even play, 
I'm gonna feel some type of way about that, and I think well, it's fair to feel. Some I'm type saying of way they, about sh- that. they should have the same energy for the Memphis front office because they didn't acquire Iguodala. They acquired Memphis, a, they, they acquired acquire a first Iguodala. round pick. They didn't acquire Iguodala for him not to play. Iguodala came to them and said, "I'm not going." to No, play. it was an understanding. It was an understanding that he wasn't gonna play. No. Because, it's just not because, true. Because, it's because just it's not true. was. After five years of championship basketball. Iguodala said, I'm not going to play. And Memphis was like, fine. But there was no, like, Memphis didn't go to Iguodala, like, don't come here. They did that to Chandler Parsons. If Iguodala <laughs> wanted to play, they would have let Iguodala play. Oh, of course. But they know Iguodala so didn't want to play. So Iguodala didn't want to play. And they're not going to, like, ruffle the feathers there because they're trying to get a trade di- done. Di- Here's what's funny to me. Dylan Brooks is talking like he's... D-Wade He's talking like he cares about his organization, like he has pride in his team. And I respect that. Talk to that. me when you're I a champion. I respect that. Talk I to respect me. that. Because Talk. when you're a small market like Memphis, man, all you got is like the people in that locker room with you <laughs> and the fans. That's all you got. And the fans? How many? Three? Hey, I mean, look, I, I, I respect <laughs> the Memphis fans. Actually, like, to be fair, I respect Ja, you know, because like he was shading Steph Curry, but then he was like, I'm chill with Steph Curry. This is all, you know, competitive love, right? Like, like I think I love the energy. I think it's cool that they have that youthful exuberance there. At the same time, you just don't want frayed connections with Andre Goddard because he's the you type don't. of guy, future, that can Why? really help you in a situation. There's no, yeah, there's no, like, necessity. And for the thing is, doing if you're doing, if you're doing so well without Igadala, I'm sorry, you don't do any better with him there. I just don't think at like, this point you would. would be. I don't think you would. would. If you replace Jay Crowder with Andre Iguodala, you get uh, I'm saying, I'm better. saying with a disassociated Andre Iguodala who does not want to play unless he has a chance for, like, a legitimate chance at a ring, Man. he's and a it's minus. Like, it's like, he didn't even have to play. He didn't. He never stepped foot in Memphis, man. Why? Because he lives he, in the Bay Area still. He made it I'm clear. traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. As an NBA player, if you go get traded, you are now under contract with that team. Maybe you don't even want to play, but you don't even want to come mentor some of these dudes. How you don't want to even come give some <laughs> input, give some insight, give some veteran nah. leadership. You're talking about, nah, man, they I'm should sorry. respect. I'm, I'm a- they should give him respect because he could help them in the future. Man, why don't you even come help me now? You don't even want to step foot in Memphis and talk to me? Nah, That's sorry, just disrespectful. Nah, that's yeah. disrespectful, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather and focus I, I on my res- post basketball career. I respect uh, right? and don't he released get me wrong. a book. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Book. Don't get me wrong. He went I on a book tour. Iguodala for what he did. That's his life, his decision. He's a man. He can go do what he wants. But if I'm John Morant, if I'm Dylan Brooks, if I'm Jaron Jackson, I'm gonna feel some type of way, and I have a right to feel like that because why? I'm out here grinding Wait, every night for this why city. Are we, why are we putting Dylan Brooks as he's like? A major part in this young core, like it's literally Jaron Jackson and John Morant. Dylan Brooks can hoop. You don't think Brandon Clark's part of it? Um, You're sorely mistaken if you don't think Brandon Clark is part of it. Okay, if you have four major pieces that will be amazing someday, you better win a championship with those four pieces. You have a future star in John Morant. You have a future. One of the, All-star. We'll be one of in, the premier two-way Jackson. players in Jaron Jackson. That's it. You have That is it. Dylan Brooks will, will never be an All-Star. Extre- he won't be an All-Star, but he'll be extremely, a role extremely player? solid. Maybe he'll a good be one. extremely solid. He plays defense. Same with Clark. Same he plays with Clark. defense, and he'll he can both. shoot. So. He'll be, exactly. He'll be a great 3 and D player. Uh, Clark but he's talking a, like he D-Wade. It's like it's like if Danny Green went out and said, oh, Kawhi, this and that. You know? Yeah, bro. I'm going to pay no attention to you. But hot take alert. I want to get off the Memphis Grizzlies for a second and go to Miami. Miami. Of course, y'all want to, I want, to go to Miami. I wanted Iggy, Iggy to go to the Lakers. The mm-hmm. second team, if if not the Lakers, I wanted him to go to Miami. And when we did our trade episode where we came up with hypothetical trades, you, you, you I'm just saying, I thought him and Miami would be the perfect You, perfect you want to know my hot take, Eddie? You're not going to like this, which is fine. If they face Giannis, they're winning. 
And I have so much confidence when I say that. I don't know about that one. If they got Gallinari, maybe. Like, they had the oh, whole no, framework no. in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to text you guys that if they got Gallinari, oh, I'd, 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 like, I'd bet my life on it. But even, oh, even okay. still now, Damn. even still now, I don't trust anybody on the Bucks. I, I just don't. So just are you don't. saying that if they play the Bucks, if they play win? the Bucks, so you're not saying they'll win the East? No. Nah. Okay. So, like what? What if they play like Toronto? Uh, They'd be I, Toronto. Uh, They'd be Toronto. I might I might pick Toronto. I'd pick the Heat. I might I, pick Toronto. The only teams that I could see giving the Heat trouble in the East right now are the Bucks. I could see the Celtics, and then possibly the Pacers if Victor Oladipo comes back. And I think I think the Raptors are legit. I I, I think yeah I think. The the only ones I'd pick over the Heat maybe would be the Raptors or the Celtics maybe mm. maybe not Milwaukee or Philly not Milwaukee hmm. not Philly. Milwaukee hmm. well Philly if they ever get it together which that's a different discussion but that everybody's mm-hmm. oh Milwaukee's in the finals we just got to find out Clippers are like probably Clippers mm-hmm. now it's not for me it's not like that really? if they if they face Milwaukee they are beating Milwaukee I trust. Yes. Is Giannis a better player than Jimmy Butler? Yes. Who do I trust more in big moments? Who would I rather give the ball to in big moments? Jimmy Butler? Without a question. That's true. Mm-hmm. Without okay. a question. I agree with you. Yeah. And and their 10, help, help me with the 10. Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic, uh, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler. Bam. Bam. Tyler Hero. Jay Crowder. Tyler Hero. Iggy. Iggy. Uh, long hair dude. Uh, Kelly Olynyk. Kelly I mean. Olynyk. I mean, and, you don't even need ten in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they. I'd have Myers Leonard. If you Myers know. Leonard, they're gonna present problems. How how many guys can you put on on Giannis on that squad? Yeah, that might I not mean, be able to guard him. I mean, you're gonna have to put three regardless. Yeah, that's so, that's just how it works. And who else can you trust? I don't trust Middleton. All his percentages went down last last year in the playoffs. Like every other player in the playoffs, right? All right, we'll see. I we'll mean, see. if we if we're we'll just see. talking about the deal, I think there's a lot of risk on both sides, right? Like Memphis, I think getting Winslow out of Iguodala when you know Reagan, you've been clamoring that they just release him for nothing this entire time is a great pickup. Think, yeah, but Winslow's also been often injured, but you know when he's healthy, he can be a really special player. You know, on defense, he he's great. On offense, he can shoot a little bit. Yeah. He can handle a little bit. Um, he he can be an interesting secondary ball Watch handler if he's healthy. Out. And then y'all going to be sleeping on Memphis and they going to come for y'all. And then and then on Miami side, Iguodala is a good fit for them culture wise. I struggle to see like it being super effective, like from a basketball standpoint. The finishing five is going to be. Because you're putting a lot of faith in Iguodala, who who's never really been a good shooter. Yeah, but in clutch moments is different. That man can shoot in clutch. I'm moments. saying like offensively, if you don't utilize him right, he can be a big minus. Defensively, he'll always be good. He'll he'll always be a smart player. He'll be a good leader. Yeah, but all if, the intangibles if, if are you there. literally put out a finishing five of Iggy, Jimmy, uh, Bam, um, it's, it's hard for me to choose people. Probably mm. Dragic, or Kendrick Nunn. I put out Dragic. Mm. I mean, and, like who? My point is, who are you gonna put on Giannis? Iggy and you still have Jimmy Butler on the help side and like bam and big bodies. And and That's this is saying. trusting a lot in 36-year-old legs that he hasn't, you know, lost any. And he hasn't, he hasn't played, played this in season. Half the season. Yeah. And then also giving him two years and thirty million more no, dollars no, that on him. I felt questionable. I mean, like they had to they had to get to, Iggy Dollar yeah, yeah, to go there. 
which is the same thing with Gallinari. The reason why Gallinari didn't go there was because he didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want that extension. Otherwise, I thought that team would have been pretty scary. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, let's see, a last couple deals. My favorite team in the East. My by far, my Miami. Favorite team the Heat. I think it's hard to not like Miami. Yeah, just the no, way they do things. Yeah, like agreed. I got to root for them from afar just because you know Iguodala is my guy, right? Um, oh, let's talk about Andre Drummond because he got <laughs> traded to the Cavs and Detroit got back. Nothing, pretty from, much. John Henson, Brandon Knight, salary filler, and a second round him. pick. They were like, from what? From one so bad like, city to So, like, either Detroit couldn't find anything good for Drummond, or whether they just, like, they just think of him, like, so lowly that they just want to get rid of him. Because Drummond's yeah. going to pick up an option. I, I think mean, that's what it was. It's going to cost I mean, a lot of money. I mean, I think the biggest storyline here is that um, uh, Tristan Thompson might now negotiate a contract uh, Buy or out. a buyout. If the Cavs if that said happens, they won't. Yeah. But and I don't know why. Well, if that happens, if he goes to the Celtics, Clippers, I'm. Well, no, I. I mean, don't I, even. If he went to the Clippers, I. I'd be like, okay, that might make you guys worse. That. Yeah, I don't think Tristan. Thompson's yeah, but anyway, but if he goes to the Celtics, I'm. I, I think that might boost them a little bit. Interesting. I see it. I mean, the Cavs have what Nance Love, Tristan yeah, I don't Thompson, know what Andre Honestly, Drummond. On the one hand, it's like you have way too many bigs to operate here. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it's like you literally had to give up nothing to get Andre Drummond, and mm-hmm. your your franchise has literally no direction. And, to be yeah, I missed I've, on Colin Sexton. I have so. no idea what the Cavs are doing. Like, I think Nance is a good player for them, but they keep on getting too many bigs to actually use him right. But um, I mean, the trade like Drummond was a hot name, but ended yeah. up being you know absolutely nothing. John Henson. High hits, it's like man. they literally just threw John a bag of chips. Like, please take <laughs> hey, them. Brandon Knight's back in Detroit, you know, where he got dunked on oh, all the time. Uh, okay, I'm gonna just run through some of the small trades. Let me know if you think they're of any significance. 76ers, so, yeah, the Sixers got both Alec Burks and Glenn I, Robinson from the Warriors for three second round picks. I, I, I think all, all the stuff that's been coming out of the locker room lately with Al Horford saying there's definitely stuff going on in the locker room, yeah, that was a dumb move. A, a in my opinion, I think he's just fed up. It, I, I agree yeah. with you, but you don't come on. I mean, you don't like, say that he he's a consummate pro. I mean, like we know Al Horford, that. but that's at just a certain point, everything right. I, but at a certain point, it just gets kind and, of tiring. And then and then Joel Embiid. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, he was like, I yesterday. don't know what my role is. Yeah, I don't right. know what my role is, but I don't know if you saw on the court Ben Simmons like passing the ball, and it was kind of a bad pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Dante G- DiVincenzo was like running after the ball, and uh, Joel Embiid just gave up on it, and they both looked at each other and went like this. Yeah, it's yeah, just that, like they, it, it's not gonna that work. that team reeks of Lob City Clippers to me, where you have the talent, mm. but no one gets along and everyone hates each other, and, and it ends up. And that's exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the season when you roll out, and now it even just got boosted, because although I don't think Alec Burks uh, is like this sensational All Star, like to have him what as your sixth, seventh, eighth man. I mean, like he's, a, he's the guy a, that can get buckets that's a, for you. Right, that's a legitimate like. I mean, player. So, so long as you have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, in my eyes, it's just yeah. not going to work. It's, and, just, it's just not going to work. I don't know if Reagan agrees with me. Eddie for sure agrees with me on this. You move off Joel Embiid. I, I think agree. so. I agree. You agree? Yeah. You move off Embiid before and, Simmons. And who's more talented? We all can agree is probably Joel Embiid. I I think it's Simmons. But the better but score is the, Embiid. What's the but consensus? Right. It's probably Embiid. It's, it's Embiid personally, but. You know, with yeah. the health issues and, you know, with the commitment. Ben Simmons always plays hard, and he plays D. And you can mask his ability to not shoot with players around By him. By just playing him at center. Right? So Do that. I, I think center. we're all in agreement. So we would move off and be. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the you know, adding depth to their bench, 
I think was a good move. And and even with all the dysfunction, by the time the playoffs come, they're still a super talented team. Yeah. If they just all lock into the same mindset, yeah. they can still be the best that, defensive that's a team tall by task far. To ask it is, but it's not impossible. No. But okay, so that was probably the most notable kind of, you know, supplementary trade. Uh the Hawks added some of center death behind Clint Capel. They got Dwayne Deadman back. And Scalabissier. And Scalabissier. <laughs> uh Dwayne Deadman loves playing with Trey Young. It worked last year. I mean, we'll just see what happens. And they got a couple second round picks out of it. A uh, good move. Uh, let's see. Oh, a couple players got traded. Two, three players got traded two times this deadline. James Johnson went from Miami to Memphis to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Shabazz that Napier sucks. went from Minnesota to Denver to Washington. And then Jordan Bell, who I thought would end up staying in Houston. Yeah, me too. I thought they were as kind of like a speed center. Yeah. Nope. Where'd he go? And he joined the greatest young core in basketball right now. The Grizzlies. Yup. 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 It's just low IQ Brandon Clark. Greatest young core. Hey, the best young core. Well, okay, you maybe can't the say that maybe with the, the yeah. Maybe you the can't say that when you have okay. Zion, Bi. Right, 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 I'll give you that second best, and I don't even think it's a question. Second best, but move on. I like the Grizzlies, but that, that's a topic for another day. But uh, just to finish up the episode, how about let's just go over and talk oh. about which teams moves that we especially liked and which teams moves that we especially did not like or a better way to put it is which team do you think really got better and which team do you think got worse i mean so you gotta ask me at this point <laughs> i'm pretty i've made my feelings yeah. pretty clear memphis man I, I love what they're doing down there that that who's that 30 year old gm that they got um his name is zach Kleiman. yeah uh, he's one of those analytics dudes surprisingly and i'm such a big fan of him because he's found the happy medium between keeping the identity that Memphis has and insight or infusing analytics into that to make it work. Like that is the ideal usage of numbers and statistics. Okay. I'm, in my I, I don't want to interject. No interject, but <laughs> you're kind of running away with this identity stuff. Memphis plays like a fun young team. They play they they play with the same identity that they played with with when, Tony Allen and Randolph, yes, which is that you are not going to outwork us. Okay. They play with that exact Don't same disrespect. They Tony play Allen. like a young team with a lot of energy. They play, and that's a good thing. Let's not t- let's not let's they, not. It is make great. it more I, than what it is. So, are you going to tell me that you know more about my city? That's literally all. <laughs> I mean, look, are you telling me like I, I, I promise you, look, man? Everything that I'm hearing from people who go and attend those games night in and night out, that I was like, man, court it's the cannot same. Cannot win a championship. So, not right now. Give it no, a little time. I, Give it I a mean, time. ever, ever. Give it a little time. I'm on just, job. I'm just Put saying. I'm just saying. You know, like at so, at a certain point, you're, go, you're you're starting to lose me with this. It's, you know, it's Memphis not, I'm versus not saying, everybody. I'm not saying there. it's grit and grind. But it is the same sort of identity, which is that we're not going to get outplayed, out hustled, out muscled. We're not. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's a little bit of it's a modernized style of it, but okay. it's the same sort of mentality. Okay. Anyways, go on, go on. I just had to interject. Yeah. You you, you still oh. have to finish your point oh, about oh, Memphis, no, no, right? I was just saying. I was like, <laughs> Memphis says they they have made a lot of great moves, acquired a lot of great young talent that's mm-hmm. going to develop with each other over time. Dylan Brooks just signed a. A pretty team-friendly extension, three years, thirty-five million. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately the contracts are going to work together in a way that they can keep this core together, and they're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll ever win a championship. I'll be real. They're, I don't know if they'll ever get to that point. It'll be fun though, but I'll they will that. be a very, be very fun. good team. Julio, you got some teams. Um, I mean, my best move was obviously the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, you really that high on Marcus Morris? So well, it's not so much Marcus Morris. It's just a stealing him away from. You know the Lakers, mm-hmm. and you, just the negotiation tactic because it, it could have been so easy to give up Landry Shamit. It, it, it could have been so easy. 
and j- to just give up Mo Harkless like that that's insane to me like mm. I I don't know it it just it, again it makes that gap between the Lakers and the Clippers that much larger than it already was yep so that that's that's my biggest move um the most interesting move the most I I I like I want to see play out on the court obviously the Houston Rockets mm-hmm. um cuz I, I to Reagan's point you know raising the ceiling lowering the floor making the team like volatile on you know, in a good way and a bad way. Um, you know, it, it can really go both ways. So uh, those are my teams. It's, they'll be a fun team to watch. It's like a lab experiment where you just want to see how it goes. It'll be yeah. a good case. And couple years my favorite uh, team this season, I've been mentioning a, a lot other than Lakers. Miami. Uh, right? Miami, of course. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really want to see, I really cannot wait for the playoffs. I want them to play against the Bucks. Breaking news from Cameron. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte's uh, finalizing a buyout for Marvin Mar- Williams. I saw he's he's shooting thirty eight percent from three. He can he's a stretch he's big. A no, savior, no, no, I know man. he can he's shoot. He's a stretch big. Jr. and Collison, and, the well, Lakers savior. Can't he? Uh, no, 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 I'm still like <laughs> off on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But um, oh, he can play. I know he's older, but he can play some D, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. average. I mean, no, I'm pretty sure he can play some D. Hopefully, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of dispassionate. About you're not, it. you're not, you're not counting on him. You're counting on him to make shots. That that's all you're really doing. Um, so I already talked about. I like what Atlanta did. I like what Memphis did. Uh, the Nuggets just seem to crawl themselves into that four year deal like out of nowhere mm. and got a first round pick out of it and recoup, you know, the pick that they had to trade for Jeremy Grant. And I think they got better depth. They as well. traded. Uh, they traded away Malik Beasley Malik Be- and Wander and Gomez, who are good young players, but. They weren't getting any play. No, and I think they have so many pieces where it's like you got to trade some. Yeah, to sh- shine I'm, they're the gonna be they're others. gonna be free like, agents like MPJ. So yeah, I feel like and it's just like it's just like out of nowhere they got a first round pick out of it, which is good. Um, I, I talked about I don't like what the Warriors did, but also uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. And I thought it was surprising yeah. where every team in the West was kind of having this arms race to acquire talent um, or acquire pieces to fit. Most teams in the East outside of Miami I, yeah. just just kind of stood pat and did nothing. I, I, like, I thought Milwaukee uh-huh. could have used another perimeter score as Thank Bledsoe you. backup. The Raptors, yeah. I mean, the Raptors are, are just a solid team, but they could have yeah. just used a piece. I, the Celtics with, needed a center, right? With, with the Raptors move— It would have been a I, wing depth piece, with, I think. With, with the Raptors move, I feel like it was—that chemistry with the, with the team is just so good, mm-hmm. um, and— I feel like they just all trust the the players that are already there, and you're just gonna go with the squad that you have. Yeah, yeah. you don't have like a perennial all star, although you know, we know Pascal Siakam is mm-hmm. really good, and he he is gonna mm-hmm. be that. Um, but I I think they I think I don't I wouldn't have any problems if I was a Raptors fan that yeah. they stood pat. Now with the Milwaukee Bucks, I would have been head over shoulders for Drew Holiday. Mm. Yeah, they don't have anything to go get. Yes, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe, maybe, but also New Orleans is not trying to get Drew. Uh, New Orleans is not trying to get rid of Drew Holiday. Interesting. They want to. Yeah, that. Pa- I mean, they they did say that uh, if we're trading Drew Holiday, it's going to be for something a large return. Back. Yeah. So yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Hoop and Holler. You, of course, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Check out our video content on YouTube and our written work on Medium. Uh, for Eddie, Reagan, and Julio, thank you for listening.